0: There's so much health advice floating around, online, among friends, but who can you really trust? Trust the experts. Listen to the world's brightest medical minds, our very own Cleveland Clinic experts. We ask them real questions, tough and intimate health questions, and we get real answers, all originally recorded live. Welcome to the Health Essentials Podcast brought to you by Cleveland Clinic. I'm your host, Deanna Pogorels, recording here at Cleveland Clinic Lutheran Hospital with Dr. William Seitz. Dr. Seitz is an orthopedic surgeon here at the clinic who specializes in hand and upper extremity problems. And today we're going to be talking about some common elbow problems and what to do about them. So listeners, please remember this is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace your own physician's advice. So, Dr. Seitz, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Can we start by talking a little bit about what's going on in the elbow? What all is in there—bones and ligaments—and what's going on in there?
1: Well, it's a very unique joint. Um, people like to think of it as, excuse me, the, the knee of the of the upper el- upper arm, but it's actually not. It 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 works in the opposite direction that the knee does. It's an anti gravity joint. Almost everything we do with our elbow works against gravity. Okay. There are three. Bones which come together at the elbow, two forearm bones. The one major forearm bone that allows us to flex and extend, uh, called the ulna, which articulates with a portion of the upper arm bone called the humerus, uh, called the trochlea. It looks like a spool, if you will, and it actually functions as a hinge. The other part, the other, the other bone that articulates also with the humerus is the radius, and the radius gets its name because it rotates around the ulna. And forms an arc of radius, and it's and at the elbow. It literally uh, is like a disc that rotates back and forth like this. At the forearm, it rotates around the ulna. So at the at the far end, it is a it, it forms an excursion of about 180 degrees. At the elbow, it just rotates without any any change in position other than rotation through a similar an arc of somewhere between 160 and 180 degrees. And they're held together by a set of very stout ligaments on the inside and the outside called the collateral ligaments. There are less strong ligaments in the front called the joint capsule. And then there are a set of muscles on the outside called the extensor and supinator muscles. And on the inside called the wrist flexor and pronator muscles. And then in the front, our very strong brachialis, um, which is the main flexor of the elbow. And, um, and superficial to that is the biceps, which is also a flexor, but it, it also is a, is a primary supinator of the forearm. Supination is where you turn your palm up. And then in the back, we have our very strong triceps muscle. And these all engulf this, this joint. And when it's healthy... Um, And while those structures work well, it works well.
0: Okay. So are most injuries to the elbow related to sports, or do they happen um, for other reasons also?
1: They can happen for any reason. Uh, Probably uh, it is one of the joints which is frequently injured in sports, such as in throwing sports, such as in contact sports where someone gets thrown to the ground. But most, most of the injuries occur because of just that. A fall on an outstretched hand, what we call a fush if you will. Mm-hmm. And and the, the the forces that come as the body body's weight in motion hits the ground are transmitted through the forearm to the elbow. And therein can be the source of injury to the ligaments, the muscles, the tendons, and the bone and the joint surface. Yes. And the nerves that go around it.
0: Yeah, so can you talk about some um, some of the injuries that can happen that way when someone falls or has some kind of acute event happen to them? Sure.
1: Probably the most common um, in, in the adult population is what's called a radial neck or head fracture. Somebody falls down on their forearm like this, and the force gets transmitted, and that radial head, which is doing this, can then either get kinked this way, or it can come a little off to the side and get split, or it can get crushed. Uh, there are ligaments between the two forearm bones which prevent too much translation but if it 's a really bad injury, they can get ruptured, and now we can have disruption of those that same articulation down at the wrist where when we 're moving here, we may only feel the pain here so if someone has a radial head fracture, we should always look at the at the wrist
0: okay. Can you break the elbow? Can you break any of the bones? And well, you talked about a little the, fracture,
1: the, 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 the radial. Sure, and, and another common injury is a fracture of the olecranon. That's where someone actually falls directly on the elbow and hits here, and the triceps in the back pulls in one direction, and the brachialis and the biceps in the other pull in the other, and this 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 little this little uh, hinge, then they get split right down the middle and are pulled off by these muscles you can also have a fracture of the of the uh, upper arm bone called the humerus which is usually called either an intercondylar or a supracondylar fracture so the fracture may go across the humerus may go up through the humerus may do both or sometimes the the elbow can just simply dislocate by rupturing the ligaments in children uh, a supracondylar fracture is relatively common especially in the uh, you know, three to eight-year-old age group because there are there are growth plates along there that are kind of weak, and in other children in the two to three-year-old age group, when someone is hurrying them across the street, and got to pick them up by the by the wrist to get them out of out of the way of traffic, uh, the radial head can pull out of its little ligament, uh, which is like a, an annulus or a ring around the around the head, and all of a sudden the child starts screaming and. Nobody knows what's the matter, but it's what we call a nursemaid's elbow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's usually fixed just simply by re- restoring some supination, and it'll pop right back in. Okay. But a supracondylar fracture is a different story, and that needs to be addressed.
0: Sure. What about a sprain or a strain, and what's the difference between those two, and um, do they happen kind of immediately like that?
1: They can, or they, it, can be, it can be repetitive. So a sprain is a partial tearing Or a stretch of a ligament. Ligaments are very, um, stout structures, which are not very compliant and they hold the joint together securely. A strain usually is, is a partial injury to a muscle, if you will. And that can happen in the muscle belly. It can happen where the muscle and the tendon come together. And, and so that, that can be the source of soreness. Mm -hmm. Um, the sprain, um, can heal if it's on its own, but if if there's a throwing athlete that keeps throwing, it can become a chronic problem, and then suddenly things get out of control, and that's when we have to do surgeries like the Tommy John's surgery.
0: Right. So if someone has elbow pain and maybe isn't sure exactly what caused it, or maybe they did have some kind of fall or accident, what are some signs that it's kind of an emergency and they need to seek medical help right away?
1: Sure. Well, certainly, certainly if it feels unstable. If it feels that it's going to come out of place um, if it feels so painful that you can't bend it, you should be able to touch your shoulder with your hand and you should be able to straighten your straighten your arm out at least within ten degrees of, of being straight. Obviously, if there's been a disruption and there's something unstable, it can look deformed it can look it can look um, out of out of place and that should be a, a certainly a a red flag. Cons, cons, uh, uh, in 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 addition, if you have a you know if you know you have a, a known injury um, and it hasn't gotten better and it's swollen, that's something that that uh, should raise raise a red flag. Finally, there are there are things that can cause an infection in the elbow. If you have a, a lowered immune system, um, if you've had a scrape or a cut. Uh, abrasion, and suddenly your elbow swells up and gets very, very painful. There's a bursa on the back of your elbow called the olecranon bursa. That's what the tip of the elbow is called, the olecranon, and that can fill with with fluid or infectious fluid, um, uh, and that that can become an an infected bursa. And finally, uh, any sign where suddenly there's severe pain emanating down into the hand. If you start to feel numbness or tingling. Uh, again, depending on which fingers, the median nerve here in the front usually radiates down towards the palm. The radial nerve on the outside radiates down towards the to the wrists on the outside, and the ulnar nerve, the so-called funny bone, if you will, mm-hmm. is back here on the inner side of the elbow, and that gives you feeling in the last two fingers. So again, anything that that has persistent, not just transient, but persistent, um, neurologic symptoms, much as we might see in the carpal tunnel in the wrist uh, should should also be considered uh, something that should be investigated.
0: Sure. And you mentioned the funny bone, which I think is interesting. So mm-hmm. when you kind of get that sensation of hitting your funny bone, is there anything damaging happening there, or it's it's totally
1: fine. It Maybe, but the, but more often than not, it's 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 not. Um, it depends. Lean people have the potential for uh, having their their nerve here. The ulnar nerve comes down the the posterior inner so- side of your upper arm goes right behind a little uh, prominent bone here called the medial epicondyle, and then it comes down and it goes in in between the wrist um, flexor here, the muscle, and it innervates some of the finger flexor muscles down below, and then finally down into the small muscles of the hand. Um, That nerve can be the restraining ligaments to that nerve, which are not very stout, can be stretched out either because you have big, strong triceps that's pushing it out or because the person's very lean and long and just when you're lifting that nerve can start to slip over. So it can just simply be irritated by snapping back and forth over this over this uh, inner inner portion. And sometimes there are little muscles in there that don't belong uh, that, can, that can cause pressure on the nerve. There can be bands of tight fibrous tissue which can cause pressure on the nerve. And um, any of those can give you the sense, the sensation of numbness and tingling in the last two fingers.
0: Yeah. So, what about just some occasional soreness? Maybe you know I'm a tennis player or whatever. I have some elbow soreness. Um, how would you go about? Is that something I also need to see a physician about, or can I do some ice? Or Yeah, I
1: think you know if if there's no neurologic symptoms and you just start getting some some soreness, it may be that you've either done too much too quickly or you, you've accumulated a fair amount of, of wear. It might be a good idea to just lay off for a while. There are little braces that you can wear on your forearm that provide compression, which help prevent a little bit of pull through. Uh, more often than not, that's what's called a lateral epicondylitis, which is a fancy name for tennis elbow. Mm-hmm. But there are there are tendons which attach onto the elbow, and in fact, what they are, what happens to them is that they get a little bit of wear and tear. It's not really a true tendonitis; it's what we call a tendinosis, a little bit of degeneration. Treatment for that is to let it heal, and the, just avoid the the provocative activities. But again, you can wear a little splint at night to take the pressure off when you're sleeping because you don't realize what position your arms in when you sleep. You can take some anti-inflammatory medicine that's prescribed by a, your physician, um, and you can just avoid provocative activities.
0: Yeah. Um, Can the elbow joint be replaced, and is there what kind of what's a case when that would need to happen? Yeah, um,
1: elbow joint can be replaced. Uh, It's it's much less commonly done uh, than other joints, such as the hip and knee, or even the shoulder these days. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, in the United States, there's somewhere between a half million total hips and 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 three quarters million total hips. The same number of total knees that are done across the across the country. Um, in 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 the upper limb, we have we have about twenty thousand uh, total shoulders done a year, probably in the ballpark of you know five or six thousand total elbows. So it's a much smaller number. Yeah. So there's a, a lower need, and therefore there's a few of us that do fewer of us that do a lot of them. Uh, and the same thing is true. With, it's even more so with the wrist. Um, that uh, again, the, the need for replacements are not that great, but the The things that that cause the need for this are really bad arthritis that is not responded to all of the conservative things we would do for other joints uh to badly traumatized joints which have not responded to or can't be put back together with surgery um and and those are those are indications for doing joint replacements. And sometimes we can do partial joint replacements, like just the radial head. Sometimes we can do clean outs, and if there's portions of the joint that's still healthy. Um, and so we, we try to do all of the most conservative things first when it comes to surgery. If there's some degree of salvage that we can mm-hmm. provide, and sometimes we can buy five to ten years. Sure. But, you know, arthritic joints are just that. They, they keep wearing over time, but a lot of, just a lot of education helps.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned arthritis, which we didn't really talk about, but is that a common cause for, does it commonly affect the elbow? Cause like you said, you normally think about knees and hips and
1: we see, we see uh, arthritis fairly commonly in the, uh, in, in the elbow, uh, but not necessarily end stage arthritis. Okay. Um, I would say when 30 plus years ago, when I started uh, in practice, um, it was very rare to do an elbow replacement. Now I do them all the time. But as I started to get um, more involved in elbow reconstruction, um, I would tell you honestly, it was would be about eight to two uh, rheumatoid patients to non-rheumatoid patients. Today, because of the success of doing elbow replacements and because of the Fact that that our rheumatology colleagues have come up with so, such good medications to try to keep people from reaching that end stage point is probably just the opposite. I probably see eight to two um, osteoarthritics or post traumatic arthritic patients than rheumatoid patients, but we still do the replacements for all of those things. And then also there are conditions where there are, have been congenital deformities, where there have been where there have been tumors that that needed to be resected and so forth. So we do very highly specialized uh, surgeries for joint replacement in the elbow and the shoulder and the wrist, but um, they're um, only when absolutely needed.
0: There's another. You mentioned um, if it can't be fixed by surgery. So there's something else that you would do before that? like
1: There, there could be, yeah. I yeah. mean, again, it depends on where the patient is on the spectrum. Sure. You know? Okay. If it's end stage, it's end stage, and then we have... We have only one thing to do. Because doing it, what, what had been tried for years was to do a fusion, mm-hmm. to f- fix the elbow in one position, fuse the forearm to the upper arm. But once you don't have movement of the elbow, you can't get your hand to your mouth. Mm-hmm. If you fix it so you can't get your hand to your mouth, you can't take care of your own hygiene. So it's, um, the fusion is a, is, is a not a great resort. In fact, if it were, if, if, if it were me... I would, I would opt, you know, and I couldn't have a total elbow replacement. I would opt to just have my elbow taken away and have a flail elbow, but give me a brace that I could position.
0: Mm. Okay. So as we kind of wrap up, is there anything we can do to prevent some of these common elbow problems? Um, I don't know. It's like for, uh, you know, an athlete or somebody who's very active, doing some kind of activity where they're frequently using their elbow. Is there anything we can do to kind of protect it? I think...
1: It's really being both vigilant and introspective. You need to look at yourself, especially if you're an athlete, um, and say, you know, it, is it a specific pitch that hurts all the time? Is it something that I'm doing with my workouts that seem to be irritating this? Um, and and see if you can adjust your routine to some degree. If that doesn't work um then you should seek consultation and sometimes more sophisticated imaging studies uh, can be helpful in 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 identifying the degree of injury to a ligament or degree of in- irritation of a nerve or degree of instability or stiffness or arthritis of a joint um but the sooner we can identify that this that this is a problem that isn't going away the sooner we can make some degree of intervention where we can say oh, maybe we can do this now and we're not going to get to a total elbow.
0: Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And for more information on this topic, please visit ccf.org slash elbow pain. And to listen to more interviews with our Cleveland Clinic experts, visit clevelandclinic.org slash HEPodcast or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more health tips, news, and information, follow us at Cleveland Clinic, one word on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us.